Hello and welcome to the first annual 71st Tokusatsu Network Pizza Party Podcast. I am joined by uh, a panel of great people. I am representing Pepperoni Pizza while my beautiful assistant Yas has a nice healthy vegetarian pizza. And honestly, I'm a little disappointed in Kevin and Mal. They have chosen to go with not just cheese pizza, which is as plain as you can get, but American cheese pizza. I am disappointed in both of you. I would like your resignations by the end of the week. Um, on top of that, we are going to have a death battle today. Two people enter the arena. One comes out. The winner comes out with 0.5 pizza points. The first person to 15 pizza points is our champion. All right, who's going first? Oh, God. Wait, why am I the assistant? <laughs> I'm going to pull Akiko here and, and say, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> oh, wait, it was a death battle not this week? No, mm. no, no. But but apparently it is the the, the first annual episode seventy one. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be here for the first one. Yeah. So we, we thought it would be a little too childish if we did like episode sixty nine every year. Uh, so <laughs> 70, 71. It, it, there's enough distance in there to uh, to make it a bit more fun, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to the I don't podcast. Know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on, dude. We're just, good intro. We're just, good we're intro. just talking. We're just talking. Um, what do you mean, good intro? This is this is a an organic conversation that was not at all rehearsed. Um, Obviously. So what are we? Talking all right, about? I'm hosting this episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Ali Karanai, also known as uh, Jorge or George, if you will. Um, <laughs> you know, I got I got three people on on the panel with me. Uh, one of them's looking at me with like a really cool looking Kamen Rider double uh, avatar thing. So why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kevin. Uh, you probably heard me the past few podcasts. Hello again. Good talk, good talk, good talk. Um, then we got the uh, nightmare fuel inducing avatar, uh, Mal. <laughs> Hello. Good talk. Um, and then we have uh, no, no, no one else important. So. <laughs> wow. Fies? Wow. Clearly I meant Fies and not... No, wait. Fies was my first writer, so that's more important to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. I hate this podcast already. (laughs) Phone Wolf? I was was thrown off by the mention of Aoi Kuranai. (laughs) I haven't introduced myself like that in a long, long, long time. I don't think anybody's called you that in years. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, I don't think anyone's ever called me that on this podcast. It's funny because you go by Rabbit Tank on Twitter, and that's kind of an owie could and I. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Rabbit Tank on Twitter. Um, the, the, the name I'm a bit more known You're an idiot. Uh, technically, it's is it is it is it just one T, in which case is it Rabbi Tank? You know what? I'm not of the Orthodox faith, so we're just going to go with uh, Rabbit Tank. Fair. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! And Yaz is clearly smartphone wolf, like the build mat, best match, right? Yeah, clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Later, life. Uh, okay, so how you guys doing? How's how's <laughs> how's everything going? It's hot. It's, it is actually really hot this weekend. Yeah. We had a we had a typhoon yesterday. I had to walk to work in a typhoon. That was fun, by the way. Um, walk. That is a really low flying helicopter. I don't know if y'all can hear that. No, nope. I didn't hear it. 
but okay, cool. Because sure like my walls, my, my walls, things are going my walls, my walls shut for a moment. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's super hot outside because like the typhoon passed and it, it yeah, is it's, so muggy. It is definitely hot in Japan. I, I don't want to open my curtains. You have an AC unit? Yes, it's it's going in the background. Um, okay, good. It will die otherwise. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, helicopter! Please stop. <laughs> we're, we're keeping all of this. this is all mm-hmm. staying in the podcast. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, they should really not be flying that low. They should like. <laughs> That 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 happened to me. That happened to me recently, where one was, I guess, flying a little bit lower than normal because um, I heard it. It sounded real loud, and also my my windows were making a faint rattling noise mm. as it was passing by. I yeah. thought, oh, that's not good. No, that's not good. Okay, I think it, I think it's. Gone. I live. I'm not gonna say exactly where I live, but I live fairly close to the Japan. Aged. <laughs> yes, Mal. Thank you. You you, <laughs> you got to the bottom of it. Crack minds at work here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this on October first, which means we are in officially in spooky season, which Whoa, means uh, September's over. And there's a lot of oh, stuff. This is October second for us. Hey, 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 hey! I don't need your sass right now. Okay. You have Dates all my and sass. And timelines, none of that work. Okay, Merry we're, Christmas. We're, we're recording this on October 1st slash October 2nd. Are you happy? <laughs> October 1st asterisk. There you time go. is weird, man. Time is it's... really weird. You, you right. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Or somebody in the Tokenet chat mentioned there was a throwback party to the early 2000s. Yeah. And that hurt That hurt my soul. I tweeted that. <laughs> Yeah, that that some some someone. Um, uh, I didn't even get it right either. <laughs> what was it then? <laughs> like, I mean, it it looked like it was more '90s, but it was only specific things. Mm. And oh, yeah, it was bad. just it didn't feel right. <laughs> no, none none of it feels right. You you ever see one of those tweets that makes you feel called out, even though it wasn't about you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There 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 was one that was like the '80s was 20 years ago always. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it always feels like it's twenty years ago, but that's it's all mm, thirty, forty years ago. No, stop, 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 stop. You know what was thirty years ago? The 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 debut of Common Rider. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's oh, only Mal, 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 I hate you, um, because. In my early years as a Tokusatsu fan, I was actually here for the 30th anniversary of Kamen Rider. Oh. And now we're coming up on the 50th. Wait, the 30th, 30th anniversary? I, I thought you hated me because of that slick transition into news. Oh, no, that that was that was beautiful. I'm just old now. I feel old. Yeah, so... Uh, it, it, it was double, double whammy, Mal. Double whammy. How, how are your shins doing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of them has depression, uh, and then one of them's <laughs> oh. taking ten years to create a new movie. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Wow, that's about right. <laughs> just saying, man. Just say, just saying. The guy, so Shen Kamen Rider, was finally revealed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we got the title and a teaser image announced back in what was it, March? Yeah, uh, a very different teaser image than what we have here. Yeah, the trench coat True. guy. Um, Lonely I'm surprised there's no trench coat. So my 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 um 
little hypothesis here is that Rudigal has a uh, trench coat going on. <laughs> and, um, a very bright red trench coat, too. Very bright red trench coat. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, she's going to die. Because in the original series, she's only in there for 13 episodes. She's only in there as long as Hongul was in there for the, his first run. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe she dies and like Hongul's like, yo, mm. let me put that on. And, you know, sat sat little I, right Yeah, here. that was... As, as, as soon as we got the suit reveals, two thoughts came to mind. One, of course they would keep the main writer's suit the same and redesign the monster. But two, my thought was, oh, it's a shame they lost the, the code thing. I guess that might be just a thing where they were trying to figure out the vibe of the movie, or that's going to be a specific moment in the movie. Yeah, I think it's going to be a specific moment. Um, I feel like they, even though it hasn't started filming just yet, yeah. Um, Anno's been working on the movie, I think he's had for close to four or five years now. Yeah. Really? Planning for the movie has been going on for a while. He 100% knows where it's going and knows like what imagery is going to be important. So there's definitely a reason why that's the image they went with at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he work on this alongside Shin Ultraman? He had to have, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shin Ultraman's production was a lot faster. I, I wonder it was, why. It took like six months to film, maybe. I mean, I wonder if it's just because it was easier to work with Tsurai on getting uh, stuff together. Mm. Could have been, yeah. Um, with, with Toei, you do have to go through Toei and Ishimori Productions as well. Yeah. So there's probably a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, we got the... Not even a trailer, a teaser. A teaser today. Yeah, we've got two, uh, we've today, got two teaser videos and the press conference. It was it was it was less of a trailer and more like, hey, we recreated the opening. I mean, it's kind of a trailer. It's cute. It's a Ano thing to do because that, that dude's a fanboy, and you know who among us wouldn't recreate the opening to our favorite I, show if we had. I love it. The fact it, when it opens up and it has the two rocks in on screen, and I was like, wait, did they just like this... cut out the rocks from the actual like footage and then put it in there? But it looks like it was just like. Mm-hmm two new rocks that they put there that made it look like the original ones. And then everything else is just shot for shot. It's like, it's a, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, he, he, this was, this was clearly very intentional on, on those part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is the singer, like the same as the original. Cause it sounds just about the same, it but it sounds, sounds like a new similar, recording, but it's probably not. So, um, the singer has not yet been credited. What people are thinking is, uh, Hiroshi Fujioka, who played the original, um, he sang the uh, first opening thing. So oh, people right. are thinking it's this new actor who's singing this one as well. Sosuke Kimatsu? Oh. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun if he did that. Also, the, uh, the, the as I kind of alluded to before, we got to look at the, the spider monster. Or um, what, what's what's the name? Kumo Okoto or something? Kumo Otoko. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That has... Spider-Man. Or Man-Spider. We, we we were talking recently about how apparently the the translation man spider has been going around, and apparently that's an official romanization that has existed for several years. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure they can't really call it Spider Man, right? Yeah, I mean they probably can because it's not it's a Spider Man. Yeah, it's like what can you do? But also, um, it was um pointed about pointed out by one of our uh, other Tokenet fellas, Brody. Um, he was saying that Shout Factory had apparently translated it as Spider-Man. So it's mm. like, 
Apparently they can do it without um, alerting the mouse. I mean, but... it, 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 it's a subtitle. It's not, it's not like they're marketing the character itself. I, I also said, I wonder if the the lack of a hyphen in Spider-Man That's, maybe saves yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the loophole. I also feel like those two words are so... Common. Common. Yeah. Even if in that order, it's it's literally a Spider-Man. So it's... It's a, it's a very little translation of... It's a Batman. Uh, yeah. Co- copyright with names in, in the U.S. can be ridiculous. To, to the point that Transformers, at some points, has to add Autobot or Decepticon in front of a name because it's so common of a word. <laughs> Shockwave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... Um, uh, uh, one character from the original series, Trax, they they made a new figure of him and it had to call him Turbo Trax and kind of in, include some sort of gimmick. Mm, okay. Wait, so going back to the original topic for a bit, do, do we, uh, we don't know who's in the cast of Shin Ultraman, right? Yes, we do. We do. Like, the entire cast. Okay, I it's been a while then. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Can I just mention, like, I thought it was really, really interesting how Anno got two relatively big actors as a lead for Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing Sosuke Ikematsu in um, uh, Death Note Light of the New World, that came out in 2016, where he played, uh, you know, that movie's version of L. Or, no. Mm. Yeah, L. Alongside... Oh, I could see it. Alongside uh, Masaki Suda. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like Masaki Suda played, um, you know, that version of the new, the new Kira. Yeah. So the, the, ah, the two right. of them that, were you know, facing off for that movie. That was really interesting. So th- this is definitely like like I I think this is gonna feel like more like an actual movie than pretty much any other Tokusatsu movie we've ever seen. That's not like Godzilla. You talking about uh, Shin Kamen Rider or Shin Ultraman? Shin Kamen Rider. Well, mm, it, I mean, it's... probably Shin Ultraman as well. I think Shin Ultraman will as well. Just mm. to me, just from the what we know so far, Shin Kamen Rider feels like it's being built up a bit more. Yeah. Um, but I, like, like you mentioned earlier, I don't know if that's just the difference between Toei and Suburaya. Suburaya was like ready to be like, okay, here's the entire cast. Here's what Ultraman looks like. Here's what the monsters look like. Uh, here's a really cool trailer. And Suburaya is like, here's our or Toei's like, um, here's the dude riding around a, a rock quarry. <laughs> I mean, for like, a it's mo- a very important rock quarry, no doubt, but still. For I mean, like for the for like a a month or two, the only thing that we saw was like pieces of the bike that they put on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a photo, a photo of the script. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely like dripping the content. Yeah. Exactly. I do think it's also just probably because that movie's not coming out until twenty twenty three. So yeah, it's gonna be a hot minute. It's gonna be a while, man. This is gonna be a long way. Not to mention he's being. Extra cautious because of Corona. Corona. <laughs> right, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, also, our main actor for the movie kind of <laughs> injured his legs. I saw the, the, the kind of, I say funny tweet, I'm not sure if I should find it funny, where they said, in order to recreate the original series as much as possible, oh, he broke I, his leg. I, I, I saw that. I saw that. That's hilarious. I, I, I don't care. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, again, I think Anno would definitely do. Um but yeah, he uh 
if I'm remembering right, he broke. No, he didn't break his leg. He like sprained something during training, which had just begun. Um, mm. It was like a day or two before he t- said it was like a day or two before the press conference, um, which is just all sorts of fun, you know. Is that a good sign? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I think it says dude is willing to go the extra mile to like really put himself in there for the training. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or yeah. he's really bad at it. I mean, well, wait and see. He was in the last damn ride. I think I think we should give him a little more credit. He was a kid, that's though. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a really angry kid in the last <laughs> I mean, for to to be fair, like uh the actor who played Garo in the original series, like he he was apparently pretty bad at it. But he got better as he went along, so I mean he could probably get Oh Konishi? Hmm? Yeah. Shin Ultraman has not come out, but nope. we have Shin Godzilla. Yeah. And I have not seen it, but from from what I've heard it did a pretty good, pretty good job of kind of modernizing the the whole, what do you call it? The, the message of the original Godzilla, the the nuclear stuff, and kind yeah. of making a modern version of that kind In of message. A way. Yes, but also it also highlighted how much bureaucracy Japan goes through to answer anything. That movie is yeah, weird um, because it is definitely dripped in a lot of the philosophies that like. Ano and uh, Shinji Higuchi have, like, from what I've I've like read and like listened to, like people like sort of analyze it. Like, it's there's a lot of messaging in that that's a bit iffy. Like, they're not the biggest uh, fans of the Japanese government, basically. Um, right. Hmm. So there are a lot of scenes that come off as ridiculous, and they're supposed to. Or like, there's this giant lizard attacking Tokyo, and you see characters having to rush like forms to want from one office to another to get them stamped to get authorization to like attack it when it's like it should really be a no-brainer yeah it goes to like local government to national government to uh negotiations with the usa to answer to this it it, it the, the the humans go through a lot of hoops for like the first three quarters of the movie well that's one way to build tension but uh Let's put, let's, put it, let's put it this way, Mel. The negotiations are so convoluted and use so much specific jargon that even Japanese people have trouble following it. Wow. Um, but what I was leaning up to is I wonder what that says about how, I guess, both Ultraman and Kamen Rider will be treated under Anno. So uh, my thing is, I think Anno... And this is probably the reason why Shin Godzilla worked really well is he has like a real knack for seeing why the originals work and finding ways to make those themes relevant to like the modern day and to the audiences that are going to watch those movies. So mm-hmm. with um, Ultraman, you know, it was about mystery, bizarreness. It was about like the unknown. Uh, with Kamen Rider, it's about shouldering burdens on your own and not being able to see that like you are surrounded by people that care about you. It was like Hongo's thing in like the original series was like at the end of each episode he he would have like a internal monologue about how he's so sad and how he's alone, but he's surrounded by mm-hmm. like a lot of friends. Um, so I think it'll probably and you know Ano Ano can really speak to depression really well, so it might deal with themes like along those lines. I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I always always refer to Ishinomori as the guy who makes sad robots. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, 
like Kikaider. One of the official wordings for a writer is like they're called the crying heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I remember reading about that when um, that there was that one book that came out about the production of Double. Yeah, yeah, exactly. where they were like, we're like we we've tried finding out what the root of Common Writer is, and they are crying heroes, and they it's worked into all the helmets, etc. Yep. Um. So speaking of helmet slash suits, uh, what do y'all think about the suits? Well, like like I also alluded to earlier, it's it's very, it, to me, it's very typical that the the main writer's suit is uh, it's pretty well intact, just like modern materials. It looks like, whereas the monster looks like it's probably going to be a little bit more heavily redesigned. Yeah, that's the way Toei rocks. It's interesting that they went with like more of the first iteration of Kamen Rider rather than the one that like mm-hmm. that's like the quote unquote iconic. The one that's yeah. used the most is the one with the sort of like racing stripes, like the white stripes around them. Like, I feel like that's used a lot in iconof- iconography of Kamen Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the, the later redesigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Shin Ichigo. Ironic that they would ignore that one for this one. But I, I mean, I dig <laughs> it because like, it means that they're going with the origin of Kamen yeah. Rider. And so that's really cool. Uh I will say when I first saw it, I was a little disappointed just because like the, based off of the image that we had, it I thought it was going to be very different because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with Kamen, uh, Mass Rider the First or Kamen Rider the First, I don't know why I said Mass Kamen Rider, Rider the First. First. I think because <laughs> my DVD has, says Mass Rider the First, but right. oh, yeah. I liked I those designs because it definitely felt like a modern take. On common yeah. on original common writer and they looked really slick, um, I, but this one I mean the it looks for what they're going for which is you know being really close to the original it looks really good, mm-hmm. um, especially in motion and the belt I really like the belt. The 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 thing that I noticed when I kind of opened it up again is that it does look a little bit like literally a motorcycles motorcyclist kind of outfit. Yeah, yeah. Like it, you, you look at it closely. It looks like he's wearing a jacket with some armor on top of it, and it, you can even see that there's like a zipper. Yeah, that's basically what the original suit was. Um, I think that's why I'm like I'm a big fan of the Shin Rider suit, just because like it. How do I say it? It looks like if you made if you designed that suit today, like it, it's not yeah. trying to super modernize it. It's literally just taking the exact same design language. And just making it today. Um, yeah, exactly. And that works so well, I think. T- taking that uh, that that chest armor design and making it a little bit more angular, adding some uh, kind of panel lines, some little uh, screw holes, I guess you could call yeah, those. Yeah, I noticed those. Those, those are things that I'm into. I feel like that's something that's that was in the, the first design as well. There was a lot of, like... Yeah, screw probably. holes and like lines and stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Uh, made it look industrial, kind of. Hey, he's a robot. Um, but yeah, I, I dig. I like the more I look at it, the more I really, really like it. Um, it's interesting that the helmet is the one that looks the most like it's literally lifted from the show. Mm, right, right down to having his hair peeking out. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Which is which is such a good like the, uh, what do you call it choice? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's really good, uh, man. I 
Can we just like fast forward like two years? I just want to see the movie, <laughs> man. All things come in good time. See, th- this is why I didn't really want to think about Futo PIs because uh, we had the announcement that it was going to be uh, at the start of 2022, and I was like, "Well, that's I'm going to be if I'm talking about uh, Futo PI now, I'm I'm going to get tired of speculating on it before it even debuts." Yeah, I mean. And you have people like me who've read the manga, so we know. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> right. Yeah. One more thing I just wanted to say about uh, like because we haven't talked too much about uh, Rudiko. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That jack that trench coat looks very much from the nineties. I feel like. Yeah, it does have a very retro feel to it. Yeah. I was gonna say also very seventies, but like very seventies, uh... but like the shiny like leather material feels very nineties to me. Also, the, the 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 purple turtleneck is what uh, gives it that vintage look to me. Mm. But she also has like fingerless gloves on, hmm. which makes me wonder if it's like she's also gonna ride a bike, or is it like a fighter type of like uh, like Tifa from like Final I, I Fantasy mean, or something like that? That's, I mean, it's hard to say because like Minami Hamabe, who plays Rudiko. Um, like, I've seen a lot of more uh, dramatic slice-of-life kind of movies and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think the I think the far as I've seen her get, like, like physically active was for the um, the Promised Neverland live-action adaptation. Okay. So, like, she's running around. I mean, like, her character runs around a lot because, you know, in the anime and manga, she's really athletic. But, like, I haven't actually seen her do anything, like, action-related. Mm. And I mean, I, I don't expect it. I'm really curious to see, you know, how, you know, what changes for this. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh man, that's like UFC gear." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, don't give us hope. Don't give us. Hope. <laughs> I mean, if she, but anyway, if she ends up kicking butt in the movie, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. If she becomes a tackle somehow. <laughs> We're, 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 a few, we're, we're a few years removed from that now. <laughs> I, I know. That, that's the thing that I always uh, was disappointed in with um, those original movies, the first and the next, is that they never got to the third one called The Last. <laughs> and it could have been about Stronger. Well. I mean, the, you guys you guys get the boy X. He's my favorite writer from the show. <laughs> you're right. But also, if, if you're doing like a trilogy, that's the perfect way to do it. Wouldn't it be Rider Man? No. Uh, we'll we'll just we'll just say the gacked in decade is the, the first and <laughs> yeah. next version of Rider Man. Uh, Close enough. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. He did, he never like really transformed. He just like had a, his arm changed to like a. Yeah, he just yeah. He replaced but, his arm. But I I want to say that the trivia for that was that they did kind of want him to transform into Rider Man, but. It didn't work out or something. <laughs> I think oh. I read somewhere that there was like a, a, a transformation scene filmed out and, and like they weren't like super happy with it. But the the idea is that uh, he basically just looks like the original writer man. Uh, just, disappointing. It's, <laughs> it's huh. better that we didn't see it. Yes. I mean, technically you did in the big old lineup, but you know, you just, just sneak that up on you. So, how about we pivot <laughs> to something a little more recent? Okay, speaking speaking about recent stuff, uh, pivoting, great, great pivot, great, thank you, Kevin. Um, I, I, 
I, I hear Ultraman is getting a reboot. <laughs> Mal really is trying to like <laughs> do these like transitions. I mean, I was gonna slash a saber, but uh, oh, the other so one. Bad. That's so bad. That's so bad, Kevin. George, what were you gonna talk about? <laughs> uh, I was gonna talk about Soldia for a hot minute because uh, that was that was all, all sorts of fun. All sorts of fun. What? I will oh. hurt you, Kevin. <laughs> I know where you live, generally speaking. Well, you, 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 you did tell us it's been a while since you've hosted a podcast, so we're just trying to help you along. I feel like you're trying to steal my thunder. and, and like... George, now you know how I feel. Speaking of thunder, you... how about that es- Commander Espada? Come on, Ooh. y'all. <laughs> Stick to the topic, come on. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Espada, right. That movie's taking place. Soldia. Um, <laughs> what are your God. thoughts on Soldia? <laughs> what is Soldia? I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't you write the article? No, that was someone else. <laughs> Never mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got the article open and it wasn't you. Uh-huh. It was the local hero that got like suspended because it was like... Oh, oh that, that one. guy. Yeah, the, the not zero one dude. Um, not zero one, not I could tell. Whose like creators raised like eight the equivalent of like eight thousand dollars, yeah, um, to build the suit, ooh. to build well, yeah to, to yeah to kick to kick off the hero basically yeah because they, oh, they okay. uh they wanted to like do hero shows again in their area yeah um, yeah so basically what ended up happening was they bought what turned out to be like a pretty cheap five dollar bodysuit online they used a common rider Agito toy belt like not even like a like a more adult size looking thing just the little toy belt it looks really small. It's the toy. It's literally the DX, toy. yeah. Um, yeah. And then they just repainted Zero One uh, Red and Blue. I have not looked at Zero One or Zero Two in a while, but I've seen people go both ways on which one it is. Uh, I mean, regardless, it's very good. But, like, where did, they, where did they get the suit? I mean, if they were getting, like, a $5, like, cheap bodysuit, like, where did they get the Zero One parts from? Um, I mean, they probably got someone to hmm. craft Make that. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, there are a lot of... Like, it's, it's actually really easy to make um, or to suit parts from cheap. Like, I've seen... I've, like, I follow cosplayers who, like, hey, look at what I made out of stuff from the 100 yen store, the dollar store. Right. Mm. Could, could could have been a situation where someone was selling the bodysuit, but they've sold out the armor set, you know? Yeah, they should have done separately. Usually. I, I think... People were just really upset because, like, local heroes are are an attempt to visualize like what's cool about the area you live in as a superhero. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they pretty much just took like, like as cool as zero one zero two whatever it looks. It's still like a product of like design by committee. Um, when you're doing a local hero, you do have the chance to be like very original, be very creative, and then. I'm not going to lie. I think Soldia looks kind of cool. It's a cool design. But a lot of that is just based on that I really like the Zero One suit. Yeah. I was about to say, I was also looking at the uh, the image here, the chest design, um, the way that they painted it. Um, that, that looks a little bit too much like Double yeah. for me. It's, oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. But, but also, I, I imagine that there's probably also people who are like, Y- y'all used our money for yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of there people. Were, there, there were there were quite a few of them. Yeah, were very upset, and um, 
So I didn't think this was going to be as big a story as it was, but it actually yeah. ended up getting covered by the Japanese morning news shows. Yep. Um, and I think that's why a lot of uh, English speakers um, ended up being becoming aware of it. And yeah, because so, some of the uh, clips got uploaded to Twitter. Yeah, and so like there are clips of like a newscaster just like circling the points where like it's pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There is uh, the this one Japanese news article. I think it was the one that was cited for for our article, where like it's of course it's probably just like the the product of translations, uh, direct translations. But it's funny how it was worded. Like it appears to have aspects of it that are similar to Common Writer Zero One. Um, yeah, like a lot of times in in Japanese language, you don't want to be very uh, accusatory direct. or confront. Yeah, direct. Uh, but when you say something like that, that's as direct as you can really get in Japanese. So that's pretty much them yeah. saying like mm. WTF. I mean, like, like, like they're not. I mean, they're they're unlikely to. Cl- I mean, like the creators are unlikely to claim. Oh, this is where we took it from. Yeah. So you really can't accuse mm. them for you know quote unquote stealing, but it's very much this is sus. Yeah, um, and I I don't know what the timeline of events was for this whole situation, but I know that th- they have it since then. Like basically said we're sorry that we thought we could get away with this yeah um yeah we were naive to think that we could yeah, do like they this. even let toei know that this happened and they're waiting on like their reply um and then mm. all the people that donated money were were like well, what's going to happen now because you're not going to work with this character they decided to like y'all said they they're suspending it so people are wondering about the money and they're mm. like you're you're gonna get an email at some point in the future maybe oh <sighs> That is. Ooh. Oh, um, but what I was going to say was I don't know wh- what the exact timeline of events is. I just know that they apologize. And then after I was aware of the apology, I saw the clips of it being like shown on TV. And I just thought, oh, that you must feel really terrible when a bunch of people call you out on the Internet and you apologize. And then it makes it onto TV. I imagine it was all just all, just all around the same time. Like there wasn't really yeah. a clear uh, cause and effect. It happened within like span of days. Yeah. Hmm. I I I just, I just I felt like I feel like they got enough punishment, and then I find out that it's on TV, and that just. Ooh. Um. So adding to that, the the well, not adding. Basically, uh, he's called the the warrior of water and fire, right? Um. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. because mm-hmm. uh that area of Kumamoto is uh, Aso. And which is known for Mount Oslo, which is like, uh, there's a lot of uh, hot springs there, so water and fire. Um, oh. This character did not need to exist because that area already has a water and fire themed set of heroes that have been around for like six, seven years. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I looked it up and uh, yeah, people were like, we don't need this character. We already have these two. They've been performing at local hero shows for a Man. long time. Do, like, like prefectures or like different locations, do they usually have only one hero, or do they? No, have there's multiple? usually there's usually several heroes per prefecture, but okay, but, so you can't can't complain too much about that. Like they'll be split by 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 city, for example. Yeah. Or by theme, mm. like um, uh, I forget how to pronounce his name, but he has yeah eight eight eight. You know his his uh, his trademark is a Japanese T. Hmm. So, like, someone from like if they if they wanted to make another hero from Kumamoto, 
they would have to do something that wasn't water and fire because there's already those exist. Not not really, because Kuma, Kumamoto is a, a pretty big area. Uh-huh. Yeah, Aso is like a, a more specific, smaller area of Kumamoto. Um, but the mm. the issue people had was that uh, not that it was like another fire water hero. It's that these guys were like, oh, we don't care that there's a previous fire water hero. We're gonna do a new one, which can be okay. But not if you're just gonna rip something else off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That was what I was gonna say. Is that it, it's not necessarily that they're in trouble for you. It's just like be neat if we did it's, something uh, better. Yeah. As as Kevin said earlier, it's the audacity of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Mm-mm-mm. man. That yeah that that, that sucks. Yeah. Um, these people are never gonna see their money again, are they? Probably not. Uh, I hope. I hope they do. Well, they can only hope at this point that the money actually gets put to something more productive than what it was attempted. Instead of giving you your money back, here, here here's the, the bucket of blue paint that we bought uh, with the money. The single bucket of paint. Anyway, here's here's the official prop of the belt. I don't know. I, as someone who's like who's like backed like Kickstarter pro uh, like projects before that have not gone anywhere, I'm like, man, I really mm. hope they get their money somehow. Somewhere. Yeah. Oh gosh, mm. that reminds mm-hmm. me. There was that one Kickstarter Yas backed that was basically like a live action Avatar, The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just never happened. Oh. They, they like what was it? like they updated for like three four years and then they just. Didn't talk about they it. went. They went dark. Really? Because because the thing was that they they did a bunch of like concept videos with a bunch of stunt actors from in like uh, L A or whatever, and it looked really cool because it was like it was back in like what twenty eleven something like that. Uh, I think it was like before Korra came out. I think. And, yeah, definitely before Korra. Um, oh. And yeah, it looked really cool and had a really cool concept. They were they they put up stuff about like the lore and all that stuff, and it looked cool. And they did a Kickstarter, and it got funded. And they mm-hmm. said, "Oh, um, we're also talking with uh, a company that's going to back us, is going to match our Kickstarter funds, and then we're going to either we're also trying to pitch it to a TV studio, but we also want to like." make the first two episodes so that, you know, our Kickstarters can, uh, campaign funders can have something. And also they were right. planning on doing, putting it on like DVD and Blu-ray or something like that. And time just went on. They kept, they were updating for a while about, you know, the deals going on or whatever. And then it just kind of fell through, but then they still made the two episodes Ooh. and then they, you know, gave us uh, YouTube links. And then that was it. Like, like I, I paid for like you know also a Blu-ray. <laughs> like, I didn't get what I you know mm-hmm. everything I wanted, and also like the, the product just kind of fell through. I whenever I think of um, Kickstarters that that kind of go that way, it it's I d- I'm sure that it's a very different situation than what I saw, but there was this uh, one project for a live-action Sonic the Hedgehog mm. movie, and, like, it, the end result ended up being, like, a 20-minute thing, and it did not have a whole lot of action in it, yeah. as far as I remember, 
And I think the they got some backlash. I don't know how much. Just saying, like, this is all you made. And they had presented it like, well, you see, we wanted to make a concept that shows that you can make a good live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Wow. It's like, yeah. oh, is that what you did? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, it, these, these kind of projects are like, um, if they don't have the right people behind it that are, you know, that can actually, that are actually organized and know how to, like, produce then these projects fall through it, it it's also really weird because it also had specifically it was known for having jaleel white right i remember Sonic, that the way he mm. did yeah and it also that from what i remember the animation for sonic was a little bit sloppy here and there so it was like ooh, ooh, this is, yeah. this is unfortunate yeah so yeah i mean if nothing's gonna cover this then yeah i hope that they somehow get their money back. I I I'm I hope so because like based on the the way these guys responded to the backlash, I would hope that they don't think about keeping that money. Yeah. They seem like that that seems like that would make it even worse for them. Probably. Especially since they're kind of letting Toei know about the situation. Like eventually they might get an email from Toei just saying like, "So you're giving everyone back their money, right?" Like, right? For the thing that we made, that you repainted? <laughs> I don't know if Toei has to do anything about that, though. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's the thing is, I I don't even know if it was necessary to get Toei involved. It's we, it's a weird decision to say, we've emailed Toei letting them know. Well, I mean, it's, it, it maybe it was the thing that is better for them to hear from them than to see it online and then, you know, mm-hmm. find it about it secondhand. Mm-hmm. Actually, I I forget the exact quote. Did they did they specifically say we're contacting Toei to let ask them if it's okay for us to proceed? I, I think they uh like I don't remember the specific quote, but they did say they were they notified Toei of what happened. Right. Mm. And then um they claim they notified Toei before the whole kerfuffle began. Mm. <laughs> Which I'm not sure how true that is, but you know. <laughs> We can say without a doubt that Toei knows. Um, Speaking of other Toei stuff, uh, Kevin. Yeah. um, How about that Ultraman? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was good. That was no, no, no. The the Toei reboot. No, you, you. That was a bullseye there, George. That was a bullseye. I'll, I'll credit you for that one. Um, so yeah, yeah, Saber, Spada, Lightning Boy. Yeah, Visa next. Commander Saber, Trio of Deep Sin. That's the title. Yeah, right? Like, what the heck is going on here? No one knows. <laughs> that's that's also a, a real curveball because, like, when uh, Saber was still going on, when it was almost over, when people actually started liking Saber again... <laughs> um, there was the discussion of um, what are they going to do for a visa next? Which character is going to get the spotlight? And I, I started to speculate on it, but then I went, oh, it's probably just going to be about Blades, isn't it? Because <laughs> that's usually how it goes with those. But um, I was thinking, hey, it'd be neat if they did something similar to X-Aid, where they kind of paired off a bunch of different mm-hmm. characters. It feels like it's a cast where they can do that pretty oh, easily. Yeah. They, def- they, play that, they, play, they played it up in the show, so I, I wouldn't have been surprised by that either. But... but Buster and Slash, and then, like, well, Blades and Espada, Buster and Slash, Semitic and then Durandal. you d- give the curveball of 
Kenzon and Disast. <laughs> yes. That's a weird... Common Rider Disast. Anyway, um, so so it's interesting that they threw a different kind of curveball where they were like, hey, what if we just had it focus on these? Yeah, and you know, all in all three of the uh, guests that we've... guest characters we've seen announced, you know, they pair off to each of the main three. So, hmm. um, yeah, for any, if anyone has not known yet... Uh, Commander Saber, Tree of Deep Sin, will come out on Blu-ray and DVD May 11th, 2022. That's a uh, long ways away. It is. It really is. But it's probably going to be in theaters. Yes, early. Then, right? uh, no date has been announced, but we just have early 2022 for a the limited theater screening in Japan. Yeah, like, yeah, you, probably February. Pe- people hear theater and it's like, yeah, they play in the theater, but they're also very like short release things it's like it's like one week maybe a week and a half at best yeah like the 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 main summer movies and winter movies those get actual like national decent like runs yeah 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 like Nexus, you have like a select select theaters doing them it's it also confuses people who don't live in japan because um isn't the thing also they sell merchandise at that theater screening, therefore yes. some people get a hold of that DVD ahead of yes. time? Yes. Uh, often you'll have like a uh, like very bare-bones DVD release um, at the theater for anyone who wants to mm. have to own the movie early. Uh, you also have like merch related to the series and or characters. You know, just stuff that you would have seen from previous uh, screenings before. But... Um, yeah. So anyway, so our three main guests, we have Mamiya, uh, who is an old friend of Toma and a doctor, and he's played by Ryo Kimura, who uh, fans may remember as Commander Dark Ghost from the Commander Ghost Summer movie. Yeah, we remember oh, that. that totally. I don't remember that at all. Hey, that was I my do. first Oku movie in Japan, so I remember it. <laughs> I was, was going to say, it's, it's, it's Necron's older brother. Bad yeah. brother. Yeah, I, I I totally got that far into the movie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wait, he he has more than one bad brother. Yeah, Wasn't his brother. Uh, that this is the this one was so bad that he, he's not even mentioned in the show. Oh, Alan has two brothers and and a sister. Huh. So so that's that's, that's so he pairs off with Toma, pairing off with uh, Kenta Espada is Yuina Tachibana, played by Rin Asuka, very well known as uh, the Clay Doll Dope Pant and Huto's Princess oh. from Remember a Double. Um, yeah, he's, uh, she is, he plays his girlfriend, and he is abstaining from marrying her for whatever reason. Also, Kento is uh, working as a translator, apparently. Oh. And lastly, we have Shinjiro Shinozaki, Played by, uh, he's a well-known actor, Satoshi Hashimoto, but um, he hasn't done—he hasn't really done Toku before. Uh, this guy claims to be Rintaro's father, so we, we'll see how mm. that plays out when the closer to the date. I, I hear he's an amazing siren. Yes, in fact, he uses the Amazing Siren Ride Book to um, become um, Comrade so, Falcon. So, so, amazing so, Siren. So, so um, if I may. Um, <clears throat> It's ironic that uh, that suit doesn't look <laughs> amazing. I'm here all week. I'm here all week. Thank you. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> it it for sure is 
hey, we're not using this suit again as Falchion, so let's just repaint it. <laughs> it's that time again for the writer show. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, looking at the suit, it is kind of glaring how the uh, Falchion emblem on the sword just stands out because of the coloration. Yeah. Such a weird choice. Yeah, it's for for people who don't know uh, because um you know some people spot this more obviously than others it's it's the ghost suit <laughs> mm. uh, oh i didn't get that at all yeah you can see it with the the shoe design if you're familiar with the shoe design of ghosts i'm really not the the knee the knee pads the 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 hand and kind of wrist area i'll take your word for it <laughs> The sculpted chest that Ghost has for some reason. I mean that part I can that part I can recognize, but I would not. But yeah. I would not have noticed the shoes at all. So good on you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 just like the, the Ghost suit is very flat in terms of detail, so it, it's kind of convenient for them in this case. Yeah. So they can just like paint it up however they want. It's just the painting of it is just so. Yeah. Very stripey. Stripey. Yes. So anyway, Fashion gets a new suit and Espada gets his own power up. I love this new suit for Espada, by the way. Yes, Ari Arabian mm, Knight. I think that thing is beautiful. I I mean I think Golden Blue looks good in general together, but the yeah. way it's the, the way it's done here definitely helps him stand out. It's also a more clever recolor because it's um I think it's almost entirely, with the exception of the helmet, primitive dragon. Yep, yep it is just primitive dragon. But I want to I want to see the chest design a little bit better because it's it's trying real hard not to look like a claw, but I don't know what it's trying to be. Yeah, the angle makes it a little hard to tell what the shape is supposed to be. Maybe like a moon. Hmm. I I've I've had someone describe it to me as a moon and maybe a building. Mm. It's trying to be a, some kind of scenery. Oh, the design is just very pointy. <laughs> like especially the helmet. I mean, uh, you know, there, there we do have close-ups of the uh, Arabiana Night Wonder Ride book. So yeah. I mean, there's definitely some kind, of, definitely a you know, Arabian Nights uh, scenery uh, depicted on the cover. Yeah. Got, got the got the genie from his uh, main form in yeah. there. Yeah, cute. The the helmet design also I I like because it's uh obviously lightning theme and they managed to give him a different kind of lightning theme than his regular form mm-hmm. i think the the crest is normally more spiky too in the original and here it's a little bit more almost more of a, a moon shape yeah it's it's, it's, it's rounded it's yeah. all the way around so i, I like yeah, it. it's a very very beautiful design here yeah also that story though like Eight years in the future is quite yeah. a jump for like that. That really surprised me. I the only reason that I can think that they're going to do that is something to do with Buster, and that has me fearing for for Sora. Yeah, because I I think that means Buster's probably going to get hurt in some way. <laughs> Buster's going to get busted. I I mean I guess over eight years later they are going to have to cast a new actor for Sora, huh? Yeah, teenage yeah. Sora. They they can't they they can't do the thing that Dragon Ball does where it's like, oh yeah, it's it's several years after the Boo saga, but the Goten and Trunks still kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the uh, previous episode, well, 
uh, yeah, pre- previous episode of the podcast, we talked about Saber. We, I remember us talking about like, oh, they should have like a V cinema where, you know, uh, Sora is older and he takes over for Buster. Yeah. It's like, huh. And that was before, <laughs> before we got this announcement. So that's, mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. If that happens. That would, be really, that would yeah. It's going to be really glaring if they don't do it. It doesn't even require them to make anything new in terms of props or suits. It could just be the Buster suit put on a suit actor who maybe it it looks a little bit more baggy on them or something. Or just smaller. Mm, Yeah, I mean, based on the manga, um, like, the suit doesn't really... The suit... The suit, uh, you know, fits the form of the wielder. It's not just ah. one suit, per se. A new suit that doesn't really involve much work. <laughs> Comparatively. I Again, the fact that they threw the curveball of this being focused on three different uh, writers instead of just one is something that makes me very interested in watching this. Yeah, and it's and based on the short trailer we had when it was first announced, um, where it looks like, Kent and Toma are fighting. Something's mm-hmm. going on. I, I I admit also, I guess this is basically their summer movie in terms of plot. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that, but... Th- things have shifted kind of a, a bit during the, Zero the time, One. The so, timeline is but... definitely wonky in terms of how they, re- how they release things. Yeah, yeah just the fact that the summer movie that we got with Saber was more like a spring movie. <laughs> I mean, that that was that. I mean, that was normally the slot that we see for the Sentai portion of the double feature. For how mm. long it was. Anyway, and let's go into one more Visa next, shall we? What? Tengo Kaija. Oh, that thing exists. Oh. <laughs> there's also there's also a next, and it's gonna be premiering in theaters uh November. Ooh. Yeah. I have issues of the story on this movie so far. Like Yeah, it did I I there know there's Like I know there's probably gonna be some reveal, but So you know the ba- the basic story is that like Sentai are fighting against each other for like sport or something now. Um and that the only team that can stop it is the Gokaiju. And I know it's their movie. And like I said, there's probably going to be some reveal or something. But I, I just feel like from the onset, it, it makes it seem like, yeah, all the other Sentai are like too stupid to realize they're being manipulated or something. So it's up to the Gokaiju to save them. Which, again, it, again it's it's their movie, but just it bugs me. I wouldn't say that they're too stupid, but there's some kind of negotiation that either like has it ties up their hands for how to handle this or um you know something even more sinister is going on behind the scenes mind control <sighs> i don't know like i'm not the biggest fan of gokaiger so um and I'm, uh, i i just i don't like that it it really does elevate the gokaiger above the other teams like like so it either means like the other teams are easily manipulated they're not as smart or they're just fighting and not seeing that this is wrong and i don't know that doesn't sit well with me like i said there's probably gonna be something where it's like maybe they're all in on it like a superhero tyson but mm-hmm. like 
just just from what we have so far, to me, it just I don't know. Like like I said, I'm not a big Go Hedger fan. I mean, if 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 any team is gonna be like a team that like kind of sort of wakes up, what or you know, he sort of saves other teams. I feel like Go Kaiger is not the one to do it. Because Gokaiger, inherently, they are, even if they have grown a lot in their show and stuff, mm. they're still pretty selfish pirates. Yeah. My speculation is that the only reason that the Gokaigers aren't affected is because they're not on Earth. Hmm. Like, Guy is the only one who is on the Coliseum side. Ah. Okay. So if they're smart with their continuity, they'll they'll remember that the Q Rangers exist. <laughs> like not just the Q Rangers, there's like the Flashman team. They're they technically shouldn't be on Earth because also that you know, the atmosphere is poison to them. Is ah, I don't like this movie. <laughs> I mean, it could be it could end up being good though. It could end it up could being end, good. It could, look, Gokaiger had some episodes I legitimately enjoyed. It's got my favorite Christmas episode from Sentai, but just like next to that. Kira Major Rap Battle, which is just tough kisses. <laughs> Anywho, um, I just, I don't, it's cool that they got Gokai Blue back, you know, because he's a pretty big name actor now. Oh, yeah, you, but, Yuki Yambada oh, has done so much since he's finished like that, That's the biggest reason people thought this was never going to happen, because it's like, he, no, he's too big. He, like, he's in a lot of movies these days. But, yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's busy. Hmm. Boy, it works. Put some yeah. hours in. And gets his action in too. Yeah, they gave him a they gave him a sword hand, like sword claw hand. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> That's it. I I think Gokaiger is fun, but I'm not. Um, I I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I I had fun with it at least. But the, the, so the only thing that I'm looking forward to is like seeing what comes of this power up because it seems very clear. It's just from the way they presented the, those power-ups for Gokai Red and Gokai Blue, it seems like they're trying to go for the Gokaio parts. So it's like, I'm I'm looking forward to see the rest of the team getting this treatment. They better get this treatment. Exactly. But also <laughs> the other thing that I'm looking forward to is the song. The song. Yeah. The, the obligatory the, song. The new Super Sentai Hero Getter for your 45th yeah. anniversary. I mean, personally, I'm interested in seeing all the different guests in throwing up this movie. Like, we yeah. have Hiroi Masamoto, who had played Beat Buster and Go Busters, and Maji Yellow and Maji Ranger. We have Kei Hosogai, returning as not Basco, and not That's Ignis. Not huh. Um, Tomokasa Seki <laughs> is going to be the announcer for the Coliseum. Uh, if anyone's mm-hmm. watched the High School Heroes, he plays Taishi's father, and he has voiced Aqua Ranger on many an occasion. So very much Sentai veteran right here. And also, isn't he, am I thinking of the right Tomokazu? Yes. Who's also literally the the Mo Pirate voice? Yes. So we have, exactly. Yeah, so we have him showing up. Um, we have uh, Takamichi from uh, Kira Silver from Kira Major, appearing for Ooh. whatever reason. Speaking <laughs> of people doing voices for Gokaiger... Uh, we have Tsuyoshi Matsubara, who sings the opening for Gokaiger. Oh. Yeah, he's making guest appearance. Uh, Rikako Sakata, who played um, 
the cheerleader in Forze. Names are failing me right now. Miu. Miu. Uh, Miu? Miu, thank you. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, she's going to be... Oops. Yeah, she, uh, Patsubara, and uh, Metal Yoshida. Comrade yeah. Bravo. Ooh. And three of them together are uh, associated with the... Um, what's his name? Uh, the National Defense Minister. And the National yeah. Defense Minister is played by Jun Yamazaki, who played Hojo in Agito. So he's a uh. so yeah he's a he's a boss from the past coming back for this movie. Yeah, nice. And then last but not least, we have Kaoruku Ishii and Narashi Mizu, who played the child versions of Mio and Kagura in Tokyojir. That's up. my that's my favorite bit of casting, just because like they didn't even get the they are original actresses, but you know they didn't get the main yeah. ones; they got the kid versions. And yeah. uh, I just wanted to drop this bit of trivia because we you know we were talking about um you know timelines and stuff um and this is always my favorite bit of trivia to drop on people now uh the actress who played little kagura is now mm. older than kagura was in tokyo mm. that's that, that's the yeah. thing is when, when i saw that these two were cast uh casted for this movie i just thought you know i'm just gonna say canonically those are the ones that grew up yeah yeah it's gotta be that yeah because like it wasn't wasn't the 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 return movie wasn't the plot of that was that it was a, a convenient time skip where yeah. the kid versions are now like played by the original actors right yeah. so this is just this is the proper way to do it is to wait several years <laughs> I don't know like watching uh go Kaiger again like I think it was early this year or late last year I don't know time is a flat circle who knows anymore um <laughs> I ended up appreciating the show a lot more. Um, that being said, like very little about this movie actually like excites me. I don't know. Like it's great that all these actors are being, you know, are being put in this movie or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know if it's going to amount to anything. Like, for example, I remember being really excited that uh, Asumu's actor from Hibiki was going to be in the Decker Ranger uh, Space Squad movie? Was that the one? No, no, the 10 ten year after. 10 years after, yeah. 10 years after. But it just, it didn't end up, like, yeah, he was, like, a sort of a main character in it, but it wasn't a good character, really. That's fair. So, like, having all these actors, like, yeah, that's going to be cool to see them, but it's, like, Will it amount to anything story-wise? Or will it just be like, oh, there's that person. Oh, there's that person. Oh, there's that person. Like, I mean, probably not, but like, I'm very, it makes me very curious. Yeah. You know what? I, I've, I've learned to, to not have the expectation after Gio did the Kiva arc. <laughs> Where it's like, we, we, we brought back the lady from Kiva for the scene at the end of the arc. That, doesn't, that raises a lot of questions. And yeah. she's not even credited as being a named character. Nope. Let right. alone being the same character from Kiva. Yeah. yeah. I, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm. This movie is like. I mean, I'll, obviously, I'm going to see it whenever it's available. But I'm not as excited for this. Like, I'm honestly, I'm a bit more excited for like the uh, the Ryu Soldier prequel. Mm. Like that one seems more interesting to me. Yeah, that's a topic. One. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was the joke that I was making is that it seems like we're getting a lot of Ryu Soldier stuff recently. So to me, it's like 
Toei and Bandai are being like, wait, wait, y'all guys actually like Ryu Soldier? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I thought dinosaurs didn't work when we tried it again with Ryu Soldier, but no. Hmm. I mean, also, if we want to tie it back to our first story, it has the Hongo from Kamarai the next and the first in it. It oh, does. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I um that the thing about the masters is people are always blown their their minds are blown when uh they realize that uh or they learn that the only reason those three specific cast members are the masters is because the producer of Yu Soldier was the producer of the Sailor Moon Tokusatsu and those three cast <laughs> members were in Sailor Moon. Mm. I didn't realize yep. that. Yeah, so uh, Pink is Sailor Moon. Uh, blue was tuxedo mask, uh, and uh, red was like he worked. He wasn't a hero in the show. He was a uh, he worked at a uh, like a store that Sailor Moon's uh, forget her human name uh, would often go to, and she had a bit of a crush on him. Ah. Huh. Yeah, that, that's always a really cool. I didn't know that for me. Yeah. So, is there any connection with this casting for this one? I mean, I mean, there's those three. They they've all been in. Uh, Tokusatsu that have been produced by Toei. <clears throat> so, like every cameo. Okay. I mean, I'm a bonus fact. Master Blue's actor was also Ibuki in Kamari Ibuki. Yeah. yeah. In the same color, in the same, same color scheme, no less. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't like Ryu Soldier towards the end, I still, I want to learn more, I want to see more about the Masters. Mm-hmm. I was always kind of upset and disappointed that the Masters didn't get more focus just because dude who plays uh, Master Red, I've always thought it'd be really cool to see him as a lead hero. I really liked him in the next, I mean, in the first and the next. Um, yeah. And then he's like, oh, cool, he's going to be in a uh, Soldier as a ranger. And he dies within like the first episode. I mean, the, to be fair, like the, the blue and pink Master, like, death was like pretty amazing. Like, that, yeah, that was, that was that such was... a shocking one of my favorite Sentai death scenes, honestly. That was just, that was so shocking, and the reaction from like Blue and Pink sells it as well. Um, but also, I mean, yeah, I mean, wait, are we gonna? Those are the only three masters that are in this, right? Yes, Red, Blue, yeah. and Pink. Uh, I mean, we, we never, we never, we never really see Black and Green in the in the show. We, we saw, saw Black, Bla- yeah, Black was because he's Time Red. Oh, he's that's right. Okay, no, you're right. My bad. And he does the mm, Time Ranger the time... too, so I'm like, it's just weird. <laughs> It's weird, but it's cool. I like it. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in this one. I want to see what this is about. Yeah, that comes out it's on be a while. Uh, Toei Tokus as a fan club on the 17th. I am much more excited. Oh, about, yeah. that's like three weeks, weeks away. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or two weeks. Cool. No, you're right. Two weeks. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it will be more than 10 minutes long. It'll be at least half an yeah. hour. Oh, okay. At least. At least. Hopefully longer, uh, but at least half an hour. Anything else that we wanted to talk about? Story-wise? Um, not that I could... Well, we, we've missed the most important part. Yes, I, I, I am ashamed well, to be... Enlighten me. Um, Captain Marvelous has a really cool eye patch now. Oh, that. <laughs> God. See, the when I saw that that was uh, apparently a thing in the plot... I just thought, well, I hope if they get Captain Marvelous to show up in future crossovers, I hope they remember that. Yeah. 
I hope they f- don't forget, oh, right, he's supposed to have an eye patch. Mm. He got better. <laughs> <laughs> he's an alien, you know? Yeah, he's an alien. Uh, also, that horrific-looking power-up armor is uh, the, the, the Gokai boat thing that he's, he's wearing. He's in the boat. He's in the boat. He's on a, he's in the, he is the boat. Don't try and justify it. <laughs> he's the galleon. It's just funny to say, that's all. He's in the boat. Oh, God. <laughs> Can he cross his arms with this armor? I feel he's No gonna... way. There's no Under way. the boat, maybe. <laughs> Definitely not across his chest. Horrible. Ugh. I, I'm curious how the others are going to look. It's probably going to be a little bit like Forsay's rocket launcher. Thing. Yes, yes, yes. This isn't going to make it better, but try to think of it this way. It's a battleizer armor. That doesn't help. This does feel like if Super Mega Force did their their original like, power-ups. <laughs> and you only see them do it in a cockpit. Like I said, this yeah. isn't going to make it better, but think of it as a battleizer. Yeah. Yeah, just I I think I'm just frustrated <laughs> with how a lot of like Sentai does uh, power ups recently. Yeah. So this tracks what what I've seen of Sentai power ups. Yeah. And and for all your listeners, you enjoy it. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um. So I guess on the topic of other things coming out that are not shows. Uh, we recently got the announcement for the third, I say it's not a show, but anyway, the third season of, uh, Ultra Galaxy Fight. Uh, this one's called The Destined Crossroad. Oh, that's a bad joke. That's such a bad joke. I mean, we have absolute, absolute Tartarus, you know, messing with the timelines, so. That's, that's not, that's not okay to say. (laughs) Are you sure? Oh no! I'm seeing absolute Diavolo here. <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, he's also baby. Anyway, Joy, why don't you kick this off? So yeah, like uh, Mal, have you seen either of the previous seasons? No, but I oh. have seen the name, the Absolute Conspiracy, and I know that that's apparently a character. Okay, so <laughs> in in um, season two, the Absolute Conspiracy, uh, there's a race of aliens called the Absolutians who want to like destroy the Ultraman. Um, and one like the main bad guy there, his name's Absolute Tartarus, and mm-hmm. that season ends on a cliffhanger with like the princess of the Ultras being kidnapped and uh, sent to like this other dimension where she's like the season ends with her looking at this other Ultraman who's in there like chained up, and all you see is like a shadow, like you see a silhouette, and people are like, "Whoa, who is that?" Because he doesn't really look like any existing Ultraman. Um, and then there was like a uh, what's my doozle like a a teaser image that revealed three other silhouettes of like enemy characters alongside Tartarus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and like it just mentioned like the the tagline was like the kingdom is coming. Um, so like they're from a place called the kingdom. So yeah. Uh, then last was it last Saturday last Friday um, last weekend yeah yeah on the twenty fourth yeah yeah we got an announcement that there's well, we got a, uh, it's called Ultraman Connection Live. Uh, it's basically mm-hmm. a live show uh, where um, one of the cast members from Ultraman Max, who happens to be able to speak English fluently, um, hosted. Sean White. And, 
Sean White. Um, and we had a lot of guests. Um, and yeah, that's where they revealed that, um, you know, there's going to be a third season because Ultra Galaxy Fight is specifically made for the overseas audiences. So naturally, this thing was like half of it's in English. Um, but yeah, uh, we got so much info there, like much more than I thought we were going to get. We we learned that the new bad guy, his name's Absolute Diabolo. He's a chunky looking heifer. Um, he is voiced. <laughs> he is voiced by uh, Ninja Red from Kaku Ranger, which is really, really, really cool. That's I'm, I love that fact. Yeah. And we also interviewed him on Tokunet. Check it out. He, w- with the exception of the face, he looks a lot like a Sentai villain. Right? I, my my theory is that these the Absolutians are actually Ultraman who are like wearing Ooh. armor or something. Because, you know, the, the bit, the silvery bit of the face you see, that does look like an Ultraman face. Yeah. Ab- uh, Ultraman Diavolo. Also, he has the, uh, he has a fin in the middle of his head so yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then additionally we found out who that shadowy character was uh, it was revealed to be none other than uh, Ultraman Regulus to which the internet replied with uh, who? because uh, he's a <laughs> he's a brand new character um, mm. it was absolutely crazy that they revealed a brand new character like right here because um, the last two shows they were really cool but it was clearly a like the setup was clearly like we have all these extra suits. Uh, let's just use them again. And if we can get the, the original actors to voice their characters, that's cool. Um, and sometimes they'll like repaint them and sell those as new toys. But this is the first time we're getting a brand new Ultraman character in like something that's not the main TV show or movie. That that oh. that's that's a that's a display of ambition. Oh yeah, yeah. And it looks cool, though. Though it's yeah. like he has like a weird like markings on his arms i'm like what is tribal tattoos about? yeah I've, I've noticed that the the tattoos kind of look similar to what diavolo's got going on um mm. so i'm thinking he's probably going to be like a bad guy at first um in the teaser image they released showing tartarus with the three other like shadowy figures two of them are like facing straight forward and you can see their little their version of a color timer i guess but one figure is facing away from the camera. And I think that's Regulus, because like, the head fins kind of match up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's going to be a bad guy at first. Um, but yeah, yeah. Something, something people picked up on is that Regulus is a star in the Leo system. Uh, you know, where Ultraman Leo comes from. Um, mm. Yeah. So people are thinking he's probably related to Leo somehow. I hope so. Um, so the backstory there is that Ultraman Leo... And his brother, Ultraman Astra, are not from the same planet as the original Ultras. Their planet was actually blown up. And uh, they are supposedly the last two survivors of their race of Ultras. So maybe we have a third one? I don't know. I mean, it worked for Dragon Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Obscure reference. (laughs) But in general, it looks. I think it looks really cool. They're bringing back Ultraman... uh, How do you pronounce it? Zeus? Uh, Zayas, the, yeah. The, yeah, the dude who uses a toothbrush to transform. Ultraman Nice, who uses like chocolates to transform, and then Ultraman Boy. You you can't skip past these these uh, points with that without addressing them. <laughs> okay, so Zayas was for. <laughs> I was just yeah. I'm glad someone brought that up. Um, I don't. 
Zayas was made in the early 90s. It's two movies. Um, they were made for one of the Ultraman anniversaries back then. And this was before Tiga, so before there was like, it was in that dead zone of like 15 years with no Japanese series. And it's a more comedic take on Ultraman. And this Ultraman is a huge germaphobe. So like to transform, he uses like a mechanical toothbrush and just goes super, super, super fast and he transforms. Um, wow like there's a scene where he's fighting a monster and like he gets mud splattered all over him and he freaks out and he goes to a river and like he washes him he washes the mud off before he continues the fight Mm. meanwhile the other one dirties their teeth with chocolate yeah so ultraman nice was that's a trip it's i love ultraman nice (laughs) is this is this the the one that's a toy commercial character yes exactly uh, it's a micro series. It's fifty-ish episodes. Um, each episode is like a minute long, um, and it was basically just meant to sell unsold toys. So those are the monster suits you saw, and Ultraman ah. Nice. Is... Huh. So yeah, it, like the 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 little defense team was a family, and the dad was Ultraman Nice. He would transform by eating chocolate little chocolate balls that were inside of a watch. Um, it is it's fun. He's also a bit of a dick. Um, it's so funny though. Yeah, he's he's like his one of his things is like whenever he would do a beam attack, it would kind of fail, and he would <laughs> he'd like turn his head like what just happened, and then it would shoot off. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I didn't even um, know this. Oh yeah, it's and then there's Ultraman Boy, which is I, I think it's Ultraman Boy. Um, <laughs> That's redundant. I, I'm, I want you guys just to look up Ultraman Boy real quick. Um, if I if I if I do a synonym search for Ultraman Child, I'm probably going to find something else. Probably something else. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mal, I feel you're probably the least acquainted with this character. I want you to describe to us what you're seeing. Um. Well, I'm seeing it exactly as advertised. <laughs> Uh, it is a, a very short-looking Ultraman with a more of a round face. Kind of gives me a, a vibe of Krillin from Dragon Ball. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> um, so he, he's an, another character who never had his own show. Um, mm. So these three Ultras actually appear together in one of the scenes, in one of the scenes from the trailer, and you see them fighting in a really weird looking way i I think their fight scenes are going to be comedic as well because like you see two of the ultras kind of just swinging ultraman boy around so he can kick (laughs) bad guys um so that's gonna be fun i think that's gonna be really fun and that's a a thing i really love about these specials is that they suburaya digs deep and they bring out characters out of nowhere that you would not expect at all Um, Mm -hmm. i mean the fact that Reboot was introduced, I think, in the first Ultra Galaxy, and then he yes. became kind of the main character in the second one. Dude, yeah, we haven't even talked about Reboot. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you're a big fan of Reboot. Can you explain what he's all about? Please also uh, preface with the spelling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Ultraman Reboot, which is R-I-B-U-T, is a uh, Ultraman that was created in Malaysia. It was basically a Malaysian version of Ultraman. I think it was a Usually in stage shows, was that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Uh, so then they brought it, they brought him over for Ultra Galaxy, and I mean, I didn't. He's part of the Galaxy Ultra Defense Force, or something like that. Rescue Force or something. Something like that. Something like that. 
Um, but yeah, I just love I love him because I just love the way he fights. He uses Silat, which is the uh, style of fighting used in like Malaysia and Indonesia, I believe. Uh, basically, if you've seen the Raid movies, that's basically what he uses. So he uses that style, which I think is really cool. But also in uh, in uh, Absolute Conspiracy, I, I just thought the character himself was just pretty dope. Um, it was, he had this whole like you know kind of hero's arc where he has to, like remember like sort of why he fights and like tap into his true power kind of thing. So that was really cool. And also I just really liked the design. So seeing him back in this is really cool. Uh, he's also going to be in uh, an episode of Ultraman Trigger. At least one, yeah. Um, At least one, mm-hmm. probably. Two. He's getting yeah. his first ever human form. Uh, yeah, really cool. It's really cool because it looks like he's dressing as in like. Yeah, I'm like guessing a, a, a lot of people have said Malaysian... his face. Yeah, he's wearing basically just traditional Malaysian wear or clothing, which is really which cool, is pretty cool. I'm also I'm also on the wiki article for uh, for Ultraman Boy, and I noticed in the trivia it said um, Ultraman Boy, besides being the youngest Ultra known, until the appearance of an Ultra Baby. So that's a thing. So yeah, uh, one of the older let's say older it's ten years old. Um, <laughs> the the movie was called Ultra Galaxy Legends. It's the first time we got to see like a very clear idea of what the Ultraman homeworld is like. Uh, you mm-hmm. do see like well, first you find out that not every Ultraman is like a superhero. There are some who are just regular citizens, and you mm-hmm. see some of them who are like you see this couple walking by holding a baby, which is. Kind of horrific looking, if I'm if I'm being honest, because it's like a a face in a capsule. For our own convenience, in our chat, I presented a photo. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that look. It looks like it's um uh, it's what what what's it called when Han Solo is stuck in the the carbonite the carbonite. Yep. Yeah, Aww. it's like if you stuck a baby in carbonite. Oh, the carbonite tube. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, 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 I'm, I'm gonna close that window now. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Is it though? <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to Dustin Crossroads, uh, we're gonna see a lot of new characters in it. Oh, not all. We'll see new characters. Um, mm-hmm. one of my favorites is like, I, I really like Ultra Woman Grigio. She's from, uh, Ultra- yeah, she's from the Ultraman Rube movie. Um, her character was one of the main characters in Ultraman Rube the series, but she didn't transform to the movie. Anyway, uh, she got a evil version that she, that was shown off at a stage show last year, which I got to see live, which was really cool. And now she's going to make her screen debut here, and uh, mm. probably going to be a lot of people going crazy for her. Mm. Um, he, he says when people have already gone crazy for her. <laughs> yeah, her character is surprisingly popular. She's very cheerful and happy and like her show's been over for like what three years now but like the actress still talks about her all the time uh she's voiced her in every major like reappearance which is really really Mm -hmm. cool i think i don't remember if it's a thing that's happening or if it was just shown at a show but a figure arts had at least been made at some point yep that's Um, really cool but yeah so the thing with the second season of Absol- of Ultra Galaxy Fight was that, like Gas said, it you do get to see some of what Reboot went through, and that's because the show takes place across three different time periods. 
So mm. the bad guy is going through these time periods and like lifting Ultraman who had become villains out of their timelines yep. before they actually became villains. Wow. Um, and like we didn't really get to see why he was doing that, but this seems like it's gonna you know answer some questions. That. Yeah, yeah. And um also I was really happy that we got to see uh, Koichi Sakamoto, the director, describe what the title actually means. Mm-hmm. Um, should, you know, it sounds very like it sounds like a generic title, but you know, according to him, it's the idea is that every Ultraman has their own individual destiny, but to stop like this ultimate threat, they need to team up, and that's like their crossroad. So it's like the crossroad of destiny, hmm. which I thought was a really cool explanation for it. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I I gotta say. Um... One one of you guys here in the chat who's who's doing YouTube videos about uh, editorial stuff with Tokusatsu, y- y'all need to do a video just talking about the cool stuff Ultraman is doing with these crossovers because it sounds really interesting. Like coming from yeah, someone George. who coming from someone who just watches like the writer stuff. I think yeah. The next video when I make a video on this, I'm just gonna call it the cool stuff Ultraman is doing with these crossovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Just like Perfect name. The, the fact that they have what I describe as their own cinematic universe with all these different Ultraman from different countries. I'm going to I'm gonna, let, me, let me write it down real quick. The cool stuff Ultraman <laughs> is doing with these crossovers. There we go. Yeah, bullet point. Cinematic universe. <laughs> cinematic well, didn't he, universe. Like Sakamoto, was it with was it? It was with the Ultraman uh, Galaxy fight stuff where he said that he wanted to make it a Avengers thing, or was, or am I thinking of Space Squad? Space Squad. Space Squad. Okay, never mind. Yeah, then never that mind. Kind of never took off. Yeah, unfortunately. But I do, I do like that Sakamoto basically carved his own series into the Ultra universe. <laughs> like all the, I, I think most, if not all, of the Ultra fights were his. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know he did Victory as well. So there was Ultra Fight Victory, which was that was purely like a self-contained miniseries. But the mm-hmm. Ultra Galaxy fights, yeah. Um, but the Ultra Galaxy fight stuff—that's like the first season is not really connected to seasons two and three because I think they're just trying to see if it was going to work. But mm-hmm. the yeah. idea here is that it's like, even though you don't ever see any humans, they are able to get the original cast members back to voice uh, their characters, and in some yeah. cases. Like, uh, they get guys who haven't voiced Ultraman in, like, 30 years, and they're back, which is really cool. Mm. Heck yeah. And and like I said, the, the fact that uh, you pointed out, the fact that the first one wasn't really connected to anything, but these, fir- these uh, second and third ones are, and the yeah. fact that the third one has a new character, that to me just says, like, building confidence. Absolutely. That maybe next, maybe next one will be, like, a, a big movie. That would be really cool. I mean, when you when you put the Ultra Galaxy fights together, it's, it's kind of a big movie. Well, they did they did do that recently. Yeah, it, it, that was what I was going to say. Is that I know that it's a mini series that you can piece together, but the difference is you're putting it in theaters. Yeah, mm. but I think that's like the way that it's made. It's made with like mostly CG or like you know, yeah, backgrounds or whatever. So it's it's intended to be for like YouTube, basically. Because mm-hmm. it's definitely a lower budget thing, but yeah. I think, especially after how surprisingly popular season one was, they are trickling it some more money its way. Mm-hmm. 
and and uh, when you guys were watching the stream um, that we talked about, um, I, I was commenting on the fact that it was just like none of this takes place on Earth, and that's really interesting to me. Yeah, that's what I like during. I guess I'll call it like the wilderness years of Ultraman. Uh, there's a recently ish. There was a time period of like six, seven, eight years where they didn't have a TV show because uh, Suburaya as a company yeah. was in uh, bankruptcy. I think mm. um, they would produce a lot of these little short specials and they were clearly low budget, but that really got me into the idea of like, you know, we could just do tokusatsu without needing humans. Like this is perfectly entertaining to watch for me. Like I'm having a lot of yeah. fun. Um, and I think it's because like the Ultraman characters themselves have so much personality that it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was commenting on that before, the, the example that I brought up was Transformers with IDW's comic run. Like uh, at some point in the 2010s, they started doing an actual ongoing story. And what made it interesting is that it was entirely just, not, there was not even a mention of Earth. Like it was all just on their planet or them traveling around in space like oh yeah. you can do something like this if you just remove the what i guess is the necessary factor for the kids at home the 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 character who asks the questions yeah you don't need to do that with the comic that's made for the older audience it, it works out so nicely i think yeah mm-hmm. um ultraman road trip movie let's go exactly <laughs> Just, just have go on a journey, man. Just go somewhere. Like maybe, maybe blow up a monster too on the way. Like buy, buy some food. I don't know. Do something <laughs> similar to what uh, Transformers does with the comics, where yeah, they'll meet a different spe- alien species who's like, "No, we heard about you guys. You, you guys keep throwing people around in, in these populated Earth areas. We, we, we find you guys weird. We find you guys weird. We don't like those lights in your chest. What is that, is that going to shoot me?" <laughs> aggressively curious okay um so i guess who else let's see yes do you have any news you want to talk about uh not really uh mal how about you you got anything tickling your fancy yeah george i've been talking for quite a bit thanks kevin welcome yeah (laughs) Well, I think it's pretty neat that uh, Power Rangers has an LGBT ranger. Yeah. Heck yeah. Represent. Right, that came out earlier this month, yeah. It came, or last month. Uh, pun, pun intended? Ah! Because <laughs> I see what Mal did. Mm. I, haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't watched the, the, the latest episodes, but I think it's it's interesting, capital I, that they, they're streaming it to Netflix directly instead of Nickelodeon. I... Um, well, they're doing both. Oh, well, okay. Because uh, I, I had a discussion recently um, where, where was, I was talking about the idea of all these shows that are now just being like, no, we're going to a streaming service now. And it's, I think it's for the best in some cases because uh, there, there's obviously pros and cons to putting your stuff on streaming services. Mm-hmm. But the the pros is that you're not going to have to deal with something like Nickelodeon. Yeah. Where where uh, there's a seven-month hiatus every few episodes. Um, so, actually, just like an hour or so ago, the 
Power Rangers Twitter account did announce that uh, all of season one is coming to Netflix on uh, oh, really? October 15th. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that's just going to circumvent all of the Nickelodeon airings. And as we all mm-hmm. know, like uh, Dino Charges, Dino Charge Black's actor kind of let it spill. Dino Fury's Black actor? You know what? 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 The dinosaur one. I appreciate your question because, yes. The, one of the dinosaur dudes earlier this year um, <laughs> let it slip that season two of Dino Fury is going to be airing on Netflix next year. So mm-hmm. I think we can... It's not confirmed, but I think we can safely assume that Netflix is going to be the new home for Power Rangers and Nickelodeon's done with it, which means less crazy long breaks because uh, we've only had nine episodes of Dino Fury this year. Well, yeah, the official in America, like, in on, on Netflix, the first eight aired, and then in January, uh, no, in June, Netflix put the next three episodes. And then starting, uh, I think it was mid, uh, mid-September, Nickelodeon started airing the episodes that were already on Netflix, the last three episodes. So I think... Either next this weekend or next weekend is when we're getting a new episode, I believe, as a recording. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's weird because, yeah, I don't like the Nickelodeon. I, we're, by the way, we're way off topic. We, we're going to talk about the <laughs> LGBTQ plus Ranger. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's also about this uh, scheduling is really weird because of how they do these huge like five month breaks in between but at the same time having it on netflix and if it's just all in you know, one big dump of all the episodes it'll feel longer i feel I, like i i i feel like there have been shows that i've heard. I, I i definitely remember asking someone about this um when i was thinking about that sort of release style i think that in some cases they will do a scheduled release they do. I mean, I know uh, Pokemon Journeys has like every like few months they do like a batch of episodes or something like that. Yeah, like every three months they'll release thirteen episodes, basically. Yeah, but I mean, this I mean, Power Rangers is usually around twenty some episodes, so it's difficult to do something like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, about about the the story that we're actually going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, they uh. It it was uh, pretty direct. I I've seen the the clip in question. Uh, so yeah, yeah it aired, it aired internationally first uh, about a month uh, early uh, September, and yeah, uh, the green Dino Fury Ranger. Uh, what's her name? Izzy. Izzy. Yeah. Izzy is revealed to be uh, the first uh, LGBTQ plus Ranger in Power Rangers. TV show. As if she couldn't be cooler. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, which is, I mean, I've saw, I saw people making this, every time this was brought up, people were like, but what about the 2017 movies? Like, well, that's different canon than mm-hmm. the TV shows. And also, this is on TV instead of a movie, so it's a bit more... It's more of a profound thing because of the long-running history of the show. Mm-hmm. And the history of it being a very diverse team. Like, it's always been a diverse team. So, mm-hmm. 
uh, it was only a matter of time before, you know, that, you know, we expand that representation, which I'm happy about. Uh, mm -hmm. You, would, I would think that it would have been, come sooner, but, you know, I'm really happy that, you know, it's in Dynafear, which is a show that I actually really like. And Izzy is also a great character. So mm -hmm. I love that this is something that's happening. Yeah, uh, the the actress, uh, Tessa Rao. Mm -hmm. Rao, yeah. Uh, she had uh, posted on Instagram about it, um, saying that inclusivity, or I should say, quote, inclusivity and representation is something I'm so passionate about, and I couldn't be more proud to work with a team that feels the same way, unquote. That's nice. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, the the... The scene where, where where you get that confirmation, um, I I always appreciate when that stuff is you can't read it any other way. It's not subtle enough. Yeah, there were, I saw a few comments where people were like trying to read it the other way, but it's like, nah, you, you can't. The the joke that is unfortunately very real is people saying, "Oh, they're such good friends." Yeah. Uh, why can't you just be happy for other people? Yeah. What I really like is, like, this isn't the first Nickelodeon show to introduce that sort of relationship. Cora um, mm -hmm. had it. Yeah. But with Cora, it was, like, literally the final moment of yeah. the show. More subtle. Um, yeah. And much more subtle, more yeah. More subtle. Um, here, it's... You get it, like, really early on, relatively speaking. And not just that. It's, like... It's Power Rangers, man. Power Rangers aims at a younger audience. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's really cool that they're, like they're putting this out there for younger kids to know that you know mm. it's okay yeah and also it's the it's the fact that it's made normal you know yeah absolutely and it's i i could be could be wrong it, it could be uh some some false information but i feel like i remember the the timeline of events for cora was that the, the the avatar team kind of ended their relationship with nickelodeon after that episode aired yeah. Something like that. And so that implies something from Nickelodeon. So the fact that they aired this, hey, that's nice. The fact that it's going to Netflix after this, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'd like to think of it more positive. I'm mm -hmm. hoping Netflix will promote it more. Um, what I, I haven't had Nick in a long, long, long time, but from what I remember, they would basically air the premiere episode. And then they wouldn't air Power Rangers again until next week. Yeah. So, like, you were literally getting one episode of Power Rangers a week, no reruns at all. Oh, I was about to say. Do well, they yeah, usually that's do how, reruns? That's how, that's how shows work, I was about to say. Yeah, I was about to say, do they, do they usually do reruns? Dude, SpongeBob is, like, on TV eight hours a day on Nick. Oh. Yeah, but that's SpongeBob. Mm. Yeah, but it's, like, <laughs> they rerun other shows as well at least once or twice throughout the week. Mm. Power Rangers yeah. has literally only ever been on when it's airing that new episode. I, I wonder I wonder if it's just a case of different rules for different shows. Because uh, something like SpongeBob, it, it doesn't have continuity. So it isn't something that you can. Uh, so it is something you can easily do in syndication. I think mm. it's the idea that Nick doesn't wholly own the show. Mm. There's They're also just a distributor, possibly, basically. Possibly. Well, I get you, th that said. Yes, uh, my my understanding of Hasbro is that they do like their control, so that's probably a factor. 
that's also probably why they're also on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that could be it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen the episode. I'm gonna wait until it pops up on Netflix because mm-hmm. I don't have Nickelodeon. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna right. wait till it pops up on Netflix, which is it's supposed to be in uh, October fifteenth, which is also two weeks. Yeah. Away. So, uh, by the time this episode comes out, this podcast episode comes out, it'll probably be out. Tokusatsu yeah. fans eating real good this month. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm really happy for Power Rangers. This is a really cool thing. I love it. It's it's also like I. I always like seeing this stuff happen in a very overt way. Like, it's happening more and more. It's like uh, one of my favorite shows of all time, Steven Universe, had some of that. Yeah. Like, they, they not only that sort of thing, but also, like, uh, there was a, a later episode in the post-finale spinoff show, Steven Universe Future, where they had a character who was dating someone that was decidedly non-binary, and they referred to them mm. as they, them. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's really cool. And yeah. uh, the person voicing that character was also uh, confirmed non-binary, I believe. If I'm getting my right. terms right. Yes. And uh, the, the recent one that I have been very loud about is The Owl House, which is a, a, a Disney cartoon that's very good. If, if, you, if you were someone who was really into Harry Potter before J.K. Rowling became very problematic, it's something I would recommend checking out because it's got some good representation in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it may or may not be getting some mistreatment from Disney because uh, the, the situation there is that they got their second season. I think they're halfway into season two at this point. Um, and my understanding with Disney, with the way they handle shows, is that they usually stop shows at three seasons. But uh. they have chosen to stop at two seasons for this one, and they may be giving it like a an hour-long TV special or something to wrap up the, the plot. Mm. It's getting well, something... Uh, I don't know if there's a confirmed reason. I'm I'm sure that if the people involved with the show want to end their relationship with Disney once the show is fully out there. Maybe they will spill the tea. Hopefully. One of the people on the show, Alex Hirsch, has actually been very vocal about Disney and their hypocrisy with with uh, the way they celebrate Pride Month, despite how they have other opinions. <laughs> ah. So it's like, oh, uh, people who work on this show have said something about them on Twitter. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Alex Hirsch is a very ballsy man. He, considering he voices two very prominent characters in this show. Um, it, 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 I, I would hope that that's uh, that that there are at least progressive people within Disney because, like, the when a particular episode of season one of the Owl House came out, Alex Hirsch had also commented on the fact that when when he was making his own show Gravity Falls which i would also recommend checking out it's just a very fun mystery show um he had commented on how like he specifically wasn't allowed to have anything that was like progressive like that in his show but like different time different people were in charge of disney at the time mm-hmm. so th- things can change Ho- hopefully it just keeps changing for the better Some yeah of that's really think we'll get there. yeah I, all these shows on mission, by the way, The Owl House, Gravity Falls, definitely highly recommended. They're they're very high quality cartoons. 
by yeah. all mm-hmm. ages. Steven Universe. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. Um, it's definitely good that Power Rangers is starting to push these boundaries bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I appreciate how it's it's. There's no other way to interpret it unless you you have some particular opinions. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Hmm. We won't talk about those kind of people. <laughs> uh, what, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Um, so those uh, Jew Ranger toys are coming out. They look Ooh. weird. They look weird. Yeah, you I mean, I, I feel like they look very typically Shoto, but I don't know very much about it. So, could be wrong. I'm, I'm looking at pictures of them, and like the, if it, it feels like the waist. The hips are like much wider and bigger than their uh, torsos, so it, it it looks weird to me. I could I mm. can see that. Um, yeah, this is uh, from a fair, fairly recent figure line called Shoto Super, which so far has been premium Bandai sets for Sentai. Um, there, Shoto is. It's it's close to four inches. I think it might be three and a half inches tall. Um, Sh- Shoto is a name that you'll see for a lot of different products, um, namely Common Rider, but also, weirdly enough, there were Dragon Ball figures under the name Shoto. Um, uh-huh. There's also currently Pokemon and Digimon figures under that line. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, all with a kind of mixed... Um, quality but you know <laughs> you know the the, the scale is a, a very tricky thing when you're working under a budget yeah that's true for for this being a premium bandai set that means it gets to do a lot of things like uh, having a lot of paint so these these at least like in terms of accuracy look very good mm-hmm. yeah they definitely look like the suits and when you see the accessory count you also see why this is probably going to be an expensive set yeah, those other pictures. That's you get a lot for your money. They did a they did a GoGo Five one uh, set, right? Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the the most recent thing they did before this was for Bioman. Mm. Uh huh. I really want the GoGo Five ones, but they're all out of stock. Yeah, I I'm gonna mention that the Zhu Ranger one is also probably gonna be hard to find for obvious reasons. I want Gekki Ranger. It's a classic. Like I was saying earlier, um, they're going to be hard to find because like, clearly we've never had these suit designs as toys before. <laughs> <laughs> at this scale. Yeah. Well, the, the, the joke I made earlier is at this scale without bulging muscles. I don't know, um, the, the lightning, lightning, what's it called? The lightning figure? Yeah, collection? the lightning they're, collection yeah, is pretty good. They're, they're not as, like, American superhero bulging mm-hmm. muscles, they're, right? They're not the you powerful know, they're not, rangers. They're not. They're, they're not the powerful rangers, exactly. They're <laughs> kind of in-between. Like, they're not they're not as, like, thin as, like, SH figure art Sentai figures, but they're not bulky like the old-school yeah. Power Rangers ones. Um, I'll they also... Look, they look normal. I, I will correct myself. Um, the most recent one wasn't Bioman. It was Cowl Ranger. Because right now... They're they're focused. Gower Ranger's anniversary, right? Yeah, they're they're also currently focused on Gower Ranger with the Super Mini Pla. Well, they they've changed it from Super Mini Pla to uh, the 
the Shokugan modeling project, which is basically project. just right. It's just high quality model kits. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a lot of really cool stuff there. Because with Gal Ranger, they're being like, here's basically the entirety of Gal Ranger's mecha. I mean, it's definitely a cheaper way than um, trying to find ways to re-release DX toys. So I appreciate mm. the model kits for that. And also the thing that Miniplo does so well is that it uh, it focuses more on proportions than actually transforming toys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I really like how they look much more show accurate, I feel. Even though Gal Ranger is the most recent, I just, for you guys, uh, provided a photo of the Bioman figures. Those are nice. I like those a lot. Yeah. So I would love for Shoto Super to, like, uh, like I was talking about with the, uh, the, the Ultraman stuff, but the ambition. I keep seeing them uh, expand upon Shoto Super more and more, and I'm just like, please, start putting this on retail. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay if you uh, leave out a couple paint apps just for the budget's sake. And those biomen look mm. dope. Mm -hmm. I I also do see the ambition in Shoto Super because like one of the first ones they did was just Sun Vulcan, which was just a team of three. And yeah. and I remember the discussion on the podcast that I do, Soto Pop. Uh, we would talk about like okay. What's the next team they'll do? Well, here's teams that have three Rangers in them. And then they did Go-Go mm. 5. It's like, okay, now we know that the limit is five Rangers. And then once they got the Gal <laughs> Ranger, they were like, okay, here's all six of them. And hey, now with, now with the Zhu Ranger, here's six again. Yeah. The, I, I did not um, look in detail as of yet what uh, the Bandai Candy Toy blog had to say about the development of these. Uh, but one thing that I do know that they pointed out is that they included a form change gimmick for the first time in this line, which is that uh, the, uh, the, the dragon shield on uh, the Green Ranger can be worn by the Red Ranger. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I saw that image. It's really cool. I'll put on the Black Ranger. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Is that a thing that happens in Jew Ranger? It happens in Power yeah. Rangers. Wait, it happens in Jew Ranger as well, too. No, no. Oh, was that part of the Zoo Two like footage? Yeah. Okay, so okay, okay, so that explains what what I was about to say. Is if you look closely on the accessory set, you see uh an alternate set of biceps for the Red Ranger wearing the shield. That's the alternate set of biceps. I love that. I, maybe I'm wrong about where, where those bands go. Show I mean, it's something else. Yeah. It's just, you get alternate hands, alternate weapons, alternate biceps. Mm -hmm. That's how we do. <laughs> um, I guess the question to everybody here is that what, uh, which team would you like to see get a Shoto Super set next? I... I think it would be neat to see something like uh, something more recent. Like, um, I think that they would probably be able to pull off the Zhuogers. The the tricky thing would be the chest designs. I I feel like if you if what they do is car basically draw them into the to the have some molded detailing for those and then paint over that, that could probably work really well. 
that's the tricky thing is how's it gonna how's it gonna play in terms of paint yeah yeah um I, I don't, but also like if if i'm if i'm thinking of what super mini plot does because they do kind of try to tie it into what super mini plot is doing like with bioman um I, I think Kaku Ranger would be kind of neat. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So it would be easy to make into figures. Yeah. I, yeah, I was about to say Kaku Ranger because they're one of my favorite suits. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite shows is Flashman, but I'm not the biggest fan of those suits, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, honestly, I, I, would, I would probably, it's a lot more recent, but I think Keto Major would work cool at that scale. Yeah. I would, hmm. I would enjoy that. Yeah, like, I'm not a huge fan of the model design, personally, but, um, I mean, I will always love seeing more of my favorite Jinkenger, um, getting product. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'll get, I'll let Yas go first before I make this comment. Oh. Uh, no, I mean, I I would, I would like to see my favorites. Like, I would like to see Gekki Ranger. Yeah. Uh, I think... Because of how, uh, you know, you commented on how weird the the waist looks because of how thin the torso is, I think goat buses would be probably pretty cool with this design. Mm. Um, and, uh, I mean, Die Ranger. <laughs> I would love to see Die Ranger. Die Ranger would be really great, I think. Yeah. If, if, they, if they care at all about the Power Rangers fans, uh, I don't know if they do. They could probably do Die Ranger next just to say, hey, here's another Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> they, could just do a, they could just do a set with just Tommies. Just like mm-hmm. all five Tommy yeah. Rangers. It's like, why, why is Red Racer here? For the Americans. Mm. Oliver Sentai Tommy Ranger. What? Are you going to make the rest of the Abba Rangers? Why is Abba Ray Black here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and a thing that I also think is interesting, which again speaks to ambition, is that I'm pretty sure before they even got the Bioman figures, what they released on its own was Bio Hunter Silver or Hunter Silver. Yes. Just like, yeah. Just one figure on his own with a bunch of accessories. That's a beautiful figure. Yeah. All this is on premium Bandai, unfortunately, but still. Of you know, course. like if, if we're talking like. Solo figures, I'd really like to see uh, Gasha Skull from Copy Ranger. He would be really cool. Hmm. I want to see the uh, that Gold Warrior from Go Go Fire. Forget the one that's played by uh, 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 Rear Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He'd be really cool too. Uh, be a nice supplement to the Go Go Five thing. I really want to get the Go Go Five one. <laughs> it's like 120 bucks, but they're mostly sold out. Yeah, no, that thing was super popular. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 pretty hyped for Soto uh, on the subject of Shoto. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, Revice is starting off pretty strong with a wave that really says something about the way that Soto likes to do things because it's uh because it's not just about revise the the wave name is Soto Kamen Rider revise 
and Soto Kamen Rider Saber and Soto Kamen Rider Zero One. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Wait, what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, hold on, are, hold on. so are you saying that this, this wave includes things from all three series? Yeah. That's the thing that I like about it, is that they, they don't just drop the previous series entirely. Because uh, what what this first wave includes is, it the only Revi's content is the main form. It's Revi and Vice with Rex Genome. And then okay. an accessory set so that they can do the T-Rex thing. Sure. Then an accessory set that also includes, hey, y'all remember um, how, how there's a figure of Durandal from Saber, but he doesn't have his trident. Well, we made his trident. And also a version of... Zero One getting? And, and a version of the trident that's removed from the hilt, but isn't extended. Right. And then also for Primitive Dragon, here's a, an option hand that's holding the sword in the weird way that he holds the sword. Oh, he grabs it by the blade. Yeah. And then also... Hey, remember the summer movie where we had Superhero Senki as a form for Saber? Here's the figure. <laughs> yeah. We we, okay. we we couldn't get to the final boss in Saber, so here's Kamen Rider Storius finally. <laughs> and then here's Vulcan and Valkyrie's forms from the Zero One Visa next. Oh, okay. Yeah, it went off for a while. This isn't the uh the fully assembled figures, but this is the wave layout. <laughs> Hold on one second. So that's a lot. I'm wow, so impatient. Uh, so I'm an idiot. So Shodo and Soto are different. Yeah, it's it's con the the names are confusing because then there's also the Ultraman figure line which is called Chodo. But it's all the same company. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the way to look at it is that Shodo is kind of like a miniature figure arts. Where it focuses on just making really good figures. And Soto is about the form change gimmicks. So that's why they have like... So then what's Chodo? So, and Chodo is just like really good Ultraman figures at a small scale. <laughs> okay. I mean, Ultraman doesn't really do too much with their suit design, so mm. if that makes sense. Why are there three different names, though? I, I don't know, just a, a cool branding. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's kanji involved, and I don't have to know it all, know them offhand, so I'll get back to you on off, okay. off podcast. Chodo okay. is also apparently, um, again, showing some ambition, because they, they came back after a long break, and they decided, we're going to rebrand as, oh, what, what is the name? I think it is just called Chodo Super, where it's like, we, we've, mm. we've updated the way that we, uh, the proportions on these figures, how we do proportions. And then also, they've acknowledged on the Candy Toy blog, hey, it seems like a lot of people really want us to do more recent Ultraman series instead of just dipping into Heisei stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, the like the... I think they did... I can't remember if it was Premium Bandai or Retail, but they did do an Ultraman Z figure. And uh, this, this... Oh, no, wait. It isn't called Chodo Super. I think it's called Chodo Alpha. Because the funny thing is that they did include Ultraman Z in this first wave, but it's like one of his other forms. It's the it's the muscle one. Oh, oh Beta yeah, Smash. Yeah. yeah, it's like we we include the one that's not Alpha. 
Mm. Looks good. And seeing it as a figure made me realize, oh, that's what Ultraman would look like if Bandai America made it. <laughs> yeah, there were like two shows in a row, Taiga and, and Z, where uh, there were Ultras that were very bulky. Um, what I have heard is that in Japan recently there's been a bit of a trend towards uh, bodybuilding. Um, so I, I feel like maybe that's trying to capitalize off that because like that's kind of what's in as like a cool look now that, that makes sense and also just like Titus the, the previous the one from Taiga he was really interesting as a character he's a hella bulky boy Mm-mm. one Titus. of my favorite one of my uh, favorite lines from him that he would sometimes say towards the villains is like even though I can forgive you, my muscles will not. Yep. <laughs> muscle, muscle. My muscles will bring you to tears. Exactly. He and Kitaro get along very well. Oh, yeah. Sleeping on the train together. Um, <laughs> right, so I think, you know, hitting the two-hour mark is a good place to call this an episode. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. I remain disappointed with Kevin and especially Mal, mm-hmm. uh, but more so Kevin. Nice. Um, as one, yeah, yeah, you know, as as one does. Um, I expect next time we meet in the arena, it won't be with American cheese. Um, hmm. Honestly, yes, you should have QC'd that that choice a bit a bit more. Um, that's on you as well. Uh, sure, always sure, with sure. you judging coliseums and the reasons that we're here. <laughs> like uh i studied pizza and coliseum in in college um i i went to the institute so i know what i'm talking about um frankly speaking i'm disgusted that i wasted the last two hours of my life um but you know what i had fun with it so uh do you guys have any parting words you want you you want to give to our beautiful uh, listeners after that <laughs> love you george I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this was fun. This was fun. We don't... Yeah. It was a very nice, relaxed podcast. Just talking about things that have come out recently. Going yeah. off topic. It's what I like to hear in podcasts. Yeah. Play play some, like, chill hop while you listen to this episode. Probably probably not great to tell you to do that at the end <laughs> of the episode, but, you know, there's replay value now. You're right. Uh-huh. If you play it with chill pop, a secret message pops up. Oh. Yes. Um... And that message is, uh, please uh, visit us at tokusatsunetwork.com. If you, if you play one of those, what, what, what do you call it, binaural beat uh, videos, you know, it'll it'll line up the, with this audio in such a way that it gives a secret message. Those theta waves. Um, so do you guys have anything you would like to plug here? Where can we find you guys on, on social media? Do you have any other projects you want to talk about? Uh, uh, not at this go moment. Ahead, go ahead, Mel. Oh, I was going to say that uh, I guess people know where to find me. My name is pretty easy to Google. But um, on YouTube, I, for the first time in literally two years, I, I uploaded some videos, which was uh, Delta Rune recently updated with Chapter 2 after like three years of being on, is it on hiatus? Is it a work in progress? What's happening with it? Um, oh goodness, that game! 
broke my heart. Hell yeah. Anyway. Uh, and for it, because it was like a very special thing, I decided I'm going to wait until I can do a stream. So yeah, I did two different streams. Collectively, they're about like 11 hours long. So it was uh, me playing through chapter one again and then playing chapter two for the first time. Had a, had a pretty good time with it. I, I, I did my very rough attempt at voice acting for a lot of it. It's a, it, if people don't want to sit through that long of a stream, then I can uh, say that I am currently working on like chopping it up into separate videos to upload over time. October is a good time to uh, October is a good time to like start doing some sort of scheduled thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a game with monsters. Anyway, it's also yeah, free. Th- yeah. That's another thing is that if you if if you've uh, seen the popularity of Undertale and are curious about it, you you don't have to to put money into Undertale. You can uh, try out this one for free. It's not connected to Undertale. It's it's a weird thing where it's like it's. It draws heavily from Undertale, but it's not directly. There are characters from Undertale that appear in this one, but they are not the same character. It's almost like an AU sort of situation. It's gotcha. it's funny. I I watched a uh, recent stream where the creator um, provided some commentary on Deltarune Chapter One, and he specifically pointed out like. When I was making this game, I specifically made it look en- enough like Undertale that you would think it was a sequel, then kind of pulled the rug from out from under you. So, like, there's some there's some twists in there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a free free game. It's on several game consoles too. So, check it out. Awesome. I didn't realize it was yeah. free. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't. I I got free from for the Switch and. It's technically classified way. as a demo, but it's two chapters, and they, they, together they have a lot of playtime in them. Yeah, like eight hours, seven sure. hours worth, eight, nine hours worth, depending on uh, The, the first do. two chapters already feel like they, they are about the same play length as Undertale, which is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, Undertale is very short to play through. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so you got any links? Any recommendations for Me? things that people check out, whether they are related to you or not? <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, if anyone yeah. has played To the Moon by Freebird Games, Imposter Factory, the third game of the series, just came out yesterday. And oh my god, it broke my heart. That means in a good way. That means in a good way. Yeah. It, it is a very... It is, it is a sensitive series of games, and... I really like how the narrative has been given for each of the games. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ktai Okami. Um, on Twitter, I just I talk about a lot of random stuff. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> I do have a YouTube channel, but I only have one video on it right now. Uh, if you Google, uh, if you go on YouTube and search and explore. That's my YouTube channel. I'm working on a second video after like a year, but um, yeah, I'm working on getting that. Hopefully, sometime this month, get that out there. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, and George, Kevin? George. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you if you really find me on Twitter, you can go to Tokenets About page and find me there, and go from there. Fair. 
I don't feel like spelling out my Twitter name on the podcast. That's the most fun part, though, Kevin. Nah. <laughs> people have to rewind, pause, so they can re- write it down and then like rewind again to make sure they got it correctly. <laughs> nah. That's too much work for me. I mean, our li- I will put your- everybody's Twitters on there, so... <laughs> You're probably not the one writing the article that this episode's included with. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um yeah, if everyone doesn't want to follow me, uh, I tweet about Japan, I tweet about Tokusatsu, I tweet translations every nice. here and there. You sometimes do theater online, which is kinda cool. Yeah. Uh we start phase two of uh of that um next weekend actually. Cool. So, yeah, more information to come in the future. Um, I guess for me, I am Rabbit Tank at uh, Twitter, spelled with, with one, one T. T. So, some might assume I am a rabbi who is a tank, but no, I am <laughs> Rabbit Tank. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, Lost in Tokusatsu. I hadn't posted for a considerable amount of time, but I'm back to making videos, trying to. 6,000. I just posted a new one today about Sylvia, oh, actually, so true. that'll be cool. Um, I, I'm trying to push for uh, 6,000 soaps, so, you know, if you, can, if you can help me get there, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Uh, not, not too The continuing far. theme of ambition. Ambition, <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's work on making uh, the last few months of this year a good one. Let's all yeah. be happy and work hard and, you know, yeah. Get vaccinated. Um, so yeah, give. I have been fully vaccinated, and you know what? I could not sleep well for like three days. But other than that, I didn't have any side effects. That was cool. Um, most people <laughs> I talked to had. You know what? This isn't a vaccine podcast. What's, yeah, you, you you gave your links. Is, does, does Kevin also have a YouTube channel he hasn't updated in a long time? Because it seemed like that yeah. was a thing. <laughs> it's one of the cool things. <laughs> no, I do not have a YouTube channel. But thank you for asking. Fair. Well, you should make one, post one video, and then we'll come back to you in like two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, from all of us here at the Tokusatsu Network, we'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, this was really fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, yeah, this was episode 71. Please join us for episode 72 in which we talk about the eventual downfall and uh, communist um, what? Uh, reactions to Kira Major and Ultraman. Um, yeah. Cut! Bye, I guess. Bye! <laughs> Bye! The Tokunet Podcast is the official podcast of the Tokusatsu Network, your source for official Tokusatsu news and media. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can always find Team Tokenet online on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course our website, tokusatsunetwork.com. Network.com.